Welcome to the Corporate Treasury one-on-one podcast. For the next few episodes, we have with us Daniel Sanchez. Daniel is an engineering director at one of the biggest FMCG companies in the world and a good friend of the podcast's hosts. You might have heard his episode on Bitcoin in Treasury already on this very same podcast, Corporate Treasury 101. Cash flow management is one of the core pillars of Corporate Treasury. Treasurers are usually the ones dealing with the implications of cash flow forecasts. So we wanted to talk to someone who actually creates cash flow forecasts. Daniel has spent his career defining, estimating and executing on millions of dollars worth of projects, all with significant cash flow implications on his companies. In this episode, he will talk us through how CAPEX, capital expenditure projects, are defined, deemed worthy of investment and executed. Expect to learn about terms such as NPV and ROR and how they are used to decide if a corporate should spend its cash on the project or not. Further down the line, Daniel will explain how cash flows are forecasted, how payments of goods are negotiated with suppliers as your cash flow out and more. As always, please rate us on podcast app and go follow us on Instagram at Corporate Treasury 101. And on with the episode. Dania, welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. Thanks a lot for accepting our invitation. Um, so you work in a big FNCG company. Can you yeah, talk about your experience, talk about yourself, what do you do there exactly? And then we'll go towards more Corporate Treasury topics. Cool. So yeah, first, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Uh, so a bit about myself. So I, I have an 18 years experience in FMCG company. Mm-hmm. I'm a chemical engineer by company, but I've never done any sort of chemical engineering. Very good. Right? <laughs> uh, but, but in an FMCG company, I mean, I work as a director of engineering. I've always worked in engineering and mm-hmm. grown my way up into as a director of engineering, where basically my main role, what I've been working and what I've lived through, is everything that is to do with delivering new products onto the market okay. or new equipment into the factories that will deliver the new products onto the market. Okay. Everything has ranged from uh, projects which are small, mm-hmm. $60,000, $70,000, up to multi-million dollar projects. Okay. I've been lucky enough to have the opportunity to work in more than 10 countries mm-hmm. and live in more than three. So it's, been cool. a, it's a great experience. Awesome. And so what's the director position about exactly in, uh, in such companies? So you deliver product on the market, you enable the production of those products through equipment, installations, etc. What do you do as a director exactly? Is it mostly project management? Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, what, what do you do? Exactly? So there are actually three key okay. things that we look at, right? One is what you just mentioned, delivery, which mm-hmm. is picking the idea, making it come to life. And within that, especially in the corporate treasury element, all the investment that is related to it and how okay. that flows through the time life of the project and the impacts, that's number one. Number two, there's also a strategic element to it where mm. what we look is together with the business, we look at the two, three, four, five and beyond framework okay. where we're looking at how can we deliver new products or innovative products in the best possible way. So investing the least, paying the least for it, and enabling profitability. And the third element is really uh, the cool stuff, so to say, which is the disruptive (laughs) innovation, right? Which is where we look at the technologies of the future. 
not so much okay. for the technology in its in its in its essence, but to look in terms of how can we deliver it for not only better products mm -hmm. but also for better performance of the company. Right? Okay. Awesome. So the technology not in the product itself that is delivered at the end, but how you manufacture this overall product and how the overall process behind it. It's how you manufacture it, how you maintain it, okay. uh, how you grow it, right? And sometimes it's really laying out the, the roadmap to make things more efficiency, right? Okay. In the end, everything from delivery to strategy to the innovation is really the constant pursuit of productivity. Awesome. Sounds interesting. <laughs> Especially the third part. Uh, I can't believe I'm the, one that, I'm the one that has to bring it to corporate treasury. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so you work more as an engineering director, but mm -hmm. you have a lot of stake in this FMCG companies uh, in managing capital cash, mm -hmm. right? So these projects typically are investments that the company makes. We touched on investments in the past. Uh, and you're the one that's really behind those investments, spending money, dealing mm -hmm. with paying suppliers, uh, paying for capital, etc. right? So what kind of financy related roles do you have, jobs do you have in your role? I mean, when it comes to finance, there, there's a series. You can look at it. It's, it can be as big as you want to look at it, right? But what are the key things? Right? First, it always starts with when we're looking to bring something to the market is how do we deliver best value? And that comes in the form of two specific metrics. NPV, so net present value. So what's the value of a project over its lifetime? Mm -hmm. And then the second one is really a rate of return, right? Okay. So is how much of the capital or money of the company that I'm going to invest in the next five, six, 12 months, 18 months, mm -hmm. how much of that and how fast am I going to get that back? Okay. Right. You can have a great NPV. You can have a terrible ROR. That's not the project you really want to do okay. unless it's something strategic. So that's, that's component number one. And that's the big component. And that's what typically will help us move things from the idea to life. Mm -hmm. right. And so just to rebound on that, what are you looking at typically? So you can have a very good NPV and a not so good ROI, so you wouldn't go for that project. What's the white, the sweet spot you try to look at? I mean, great NPV and great ROI, obviously, I guess. Yeah. But what's uh, the most important metric or how do you look at that exactly? So it's, it's always a combination of both, right? So okay. ideally, your NPV, you want it to be positive yeah. because that definitely makes sure that you will have a positive, no positive NPV, you don't have a positive rate of return obviously then ideally is when you're looking at short term you ideally want to get your investment within one year okay two years right if you're looking for a new to the world at the new to the world uh, innovation right you typically mm -hmm. you will have uh, substantial NPV, but you're looking at the lower rate of return because the project lifetime is longer right so it's mm -hmm. it's it's almost sort of a leap of faith sometimes because longer time horizon you have less uh, now what what's net present value right net present value is basically it's looking at the lifetime of a project it can be one two three five ten years mm -hmm. uh, looking at the incomes that that project will generate so how much money will come in looking at the outflows right which is the expenses associated to it the capital investment in year one or year two the depreciation associated to it and basically looking at all that mass balancing and then discounting it to today's dollars right so it gives you a, a positive value if it's a positive generating project ideally. or indeed <laughs> indeed or a crappy project okay. in case there's a negative npv right rate of return the way that it's typically looked at is how much of that investment that you put into the project you're actually going to get paid back year on year right okay. so and it comes in a percentage manner so the higher the rate of return the higher you get your money back so Typically, it has an indication that the better the investment it is in terms of return for what you put in. Okay. 
Do you have standards, like how much you expect on the rate of return? Like there is this concept of um, weighted average cost of capital that companies use to say, mm-hmm. okay, if we invest something, we expect at least that many percentage mm-hmm. of return. Is there like a standard in the industry of FNCG? What do, are we looking at in this kind of project? Numbers that we normally aim for. So you would look at it in different categories of projects, okay. right? So projects where you want a meaningful impact, something that is going to hit your productivity this year yeah. or the next two years, you want to have a high rate of return. So okay. the the bigger the percentage, the more likely that project is to be selected amongst the ones to have an investment. Obviously, okay. Uh, when we look at strategic projects, right, the, the numbers I've seen and we've worked with typically is we're looking for 15% and above, right? But okay. these are strategic projects, right? Okay. Uh, we're talking about big established companies yeah, yeah right? which is, is a big boat that yeah. you want to keep the momentum in the right direction mm-hmm. yeah. okay yeah and so just to so that's super clear and just to come back on that npv uh the discounted is uh, as you mentioned sam is the fact that we take into account the time value of money mm-hmm. and so we discount what the money will be worth in a year or in two years or in three years etc so it's not as simple as it's going to cost this much and you take mm-hmm. out this much uh, so, so it's going to cost this much and make you this much you also have to take into account that the money in three years is worth less than the money is right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're going to spend, let's say, a million every year, uh, the money that you spend in year three, the one million you spend in year three, is worth more than that right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's you'd rather have the million right now and spend on something with a higher return, return. on it, for example. Yep. So you need to make sure that it's better to spend that million in three years that you hold now mm-hmm. for in three years on this project versus putting it in the bank with an interest rate or something like Correct. this, yeah. right? Yeah. That's why it's not as simple as money in and money out. It's also the discounted value of time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, interesting. That's cool. Super clear. How do FMCG companies usually fund their projects? And so you touch upon engineering project mostly. So mm-hmm. they, I guess, uh, another department comes with, look, we are looking into uh, introducing this new project on the market. Can you please enable it? So you do so. And how... Do you fund those projects exactly? Okay. How does it work? The way we typically fund projects, so most FMTG companies mm-hmm. are self-funded. So okay. what does that mean is when you're looking to invest, and this is really for capital projects, right? So yeah. a new factory, a new line, a new product that requires technology. Okay. And what does this mean? This means that you're actually funding your investments from your yearly cash flow. Okay. Right? You're funding this from the income that is coming into the company mm-hmm. last year, the current year, etc. Yeah. And so that's why that's how we typically fund. Okay. Right? If it was to be a smaller company, it's different, right? Yeah. Because uh, smaller companies or, or, or startups, typically the way that you'd be looking at it is you don't have necessarily reserves. Obviously. You don't necessarily have huge cash flows or incomes or you don't have cash flows at all. Mm-hmm. So then typically you look at either for issuing debt yeah. or issuing equity. Those would typically be the two instruments that you'd look into. Okay. Wow. And so the size of the company enables it to fund all its projects around the world with its own cash flows. I mean, with, with its own funds. Normally, yes. Okay. Normally, yes. Wow, right. That's, that's, that's what's important, in, especially if you look at the FMTG industry. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not disruptive. It's not tech. It's yeah. not... Uh, it's not uh, 20% index growing business year on year, right? So oh, what you're even though trying... this year, some industry does pretty well. <laughs> two, two, two special past uh, years, yeah. indeed, indeed. But what you look is, what is looked at externally at these companies is mm-hmm. consistency, right? Okay. And consistency, you're looking at it not only from 
the cash flows, but also how you're putting investment, but also in terms of the lot of debt, mm-hmm. looking at total shareholder return. So there's there's a there's a big story behind it in terms of how you manage, and that's why the best way for an established company to mm-hmm. keep momentum is to one have the adequate cash flows to be able to fund yeah. its maintenance, but also its future growth. Okay. Amazing. And so all everything is self-funded at the engineering level. How does how does it work exactly? Like in the project funding, what's the role of engineering there? Will you say, okay, look, we want to make this new project, but mm-hmm. we need that much amount of money in order to enable it? What's the the role of uh, project management, engineering, and the director in this con- in this context? The first part that we actually take is we're involved in in the early phases of a project already, right? So okay. if 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 a product is conceived and uh, there is a certain level of market research that you know that this has a high probability of moving forward, mm-hmm. we step in as engineering, right? Uh, okay. We step in to understand what's, what is going to be needed to make this come to life, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what's the technology that you need? What's the size of the factory that you need? Uh, where are you going to produce it? And obviously all these inputs then come out with the number, the capital investment number, right? So when you're in the early feasibility and definition phases, is we're there to provide that range. And that is a super important range for the two factors that we talked before, defining the net present value of the project, right? Uh, Because that capital investment is a big hit in the first one or two years. It's a negative balance on it. And then obviously that then generates the rate of return. Okay. So that's our first step when it comes to feasibility. If the project passes those financial hurdles or that criteria, mm-hmm. right, and then everything keeps on supporting it, so further market research, uh, further product feasibility, etc., our job then starts coming into the delivery element, okay. which is instead of providing a range, we look at what technology specifically is it that we're going to use, how much does that cost, mm-hmm. what does it take us to uh, buy it, ship it, install it, start it up. Right, okay. and making sure that everything that's around it, right. So it's not only equipment, but it's also the facilities. Could be land, could be a series of things, right. But mm-hmm. everything that is related to the one-off investment that you need to do to make this project come to life, we build an estimate. We build what is called uh, a budget. Okay. That yeah. in the end will be the final element that will allow us to really confirm to the business this is what you really need. Okay. And then the business really takes a decision: we move forward or we don't move. Okay. That comes to the decision gate. And then in the, the last part really is during execution, mm-hmm. our job is super important because we need to understand one, are we within budget or not? Yeah. That's number one. Number two is if our project lasts beyond three months, six months, a year, two years, mm-hmm. it is super important that we understand how our spending flows throughout those months. Because okay. whatever we spend is money that we're effectively taking out of the company's pocket. Yes. And so the company needs to know what they can count on or not mm-hmm. in terms of our spending throughout the years. So we manage not only are we within budget or not, but also are we within what we're planning to spend. Okay. Through.